Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts... Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is the live post-game show. We're up to 176 episodes now of love, sex, marriage, all those things. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me are my two, two good friends and co-hosts. First, we have Trev. Punk Rocket Trev, how you doing, brother? Great. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and the effervescent Sandman. How you doing, man? I'm seeing you Wednesday, right? Well, I'm going to see you Wednesday. I'm going to see you today. It's been a, a great day today. Hopefully, we'll have a great day Wednesday. Oh, we're going to have a beautiful time. There's 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 music in the air. All right, uh, let's talk about this game today. Played the Miami Dolphins, for those who, who didn't happen to know. And uh, we won. We didn't just win. We, we had a, a pretty solid showing by the team. We'll talk about that, do a roundtable, and we're going to take your calls. You ready to go, Sam? I'm ready to go. Let's kick this off and break it down. <laughs> All right. Make sure to check us out. Help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. All right. <laughs> Ray first daughter, Mathis. Brian B. from I Prevail. All you guys. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Great Slack chat. Um, we're putting together some pre-show videos and stuff for you as well. Join the crew. As little as a dollar a month gets you access to the fun stuff. And we are going to have a Fanatics giveaway coming up very, very shortly for Patreon people only. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Help us out. Also, give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. And check us out on Twitter. It's the very best place to see Trevor and Sandman. <laughs> With no pants on. That's right. No pants at all. I'm literally not wearing pants. Me either. I can't I can't do it anymore. That's it. <laughs> DET Lions Podcast. Don't miss it. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching us right now. It's a, it's a great place to see a lot of fun and hijinks youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast and of course itunes stitcher google play and now spotify wherever you find us let people know just how much you love us give us that five-star review we love those all right that's it for the announcements let's get into it we had a great game and we have a lot to talk about this is no time for a quick release we're going deep all right, let's talk about the Dolphins' destruction down in Miami on the road. What a way to start things off, Trev. Let's uh, let's start off the roundtable. Why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on what we saw down there? Well, my very first thought was Matt Patricia wearing that trash bag on the sidelines. <laughs> we're talking about the players being hot. It was like 120 degrees on the sidelines, and my man's out there just he must be just cooking like a turkey in the inside of that thing. <laughs> I was sweating just looking at him, man. <laughs> It's his weight loss plan. Like went, his weight loss plan. It's like he went out in a t-shirt pregame and decided I gotta hide these sweat stains. So he just rode 
<laughs> you wrote it rough with, with the full jacket instead. <laughs> when I went to Puerto Rico recently, guy was wearing a sport coat the whole time. I'm like, why, man? You can dress down. We're, we're, we're really cool here. It, it hides the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's that. That's fun. All right. So, Sam, man, uh, what did you see? What was the, the big, most impactful thing you saw in the game today? I don't know if I've seen a Lions game this balanced in forever. Forever. It's... uh. This is the offense we've been wanting to see for 10 plus years, right? Since Barry, longer than that, yeah, since Barry yeah. was here. Um, you know, and uh, I think today was hopefully a coming out party. And, you know, we've been leading up to this, you know, every game, our rushing attack seems to do a little bit better, a little bit better. Carry on gets more carries. Uh, they seem to have a better idea of what they want to do. And today was a perfect example of what uh, we're going to see the rest of the year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, chat's already going nuts. Um, 248 yards rushing today, total for the show, 158 for carry on. There was talk that he might hit 200. Had he done that, he'd been the first running back since. Oh, who? Who? Barry, Barry Sanders oh, okay. to hit 200 <laughs> yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jiggly Scrub also came through the chat and said, wait. Travis Cam wasn't just a still photo. <laughs> He's just got it's this a, happy a, wind yeah. smile going. It's a senior picture. Yeah. Oh, the the, the JC Penny underwear ad. <laughs> All right, man. This is a great, great game. Um, the receiving game was a little weird today. Um, didn't I mean Galladay had a couple one called back that was crap. Um, a couple bad calls that could have made this a bigger blowout than it was, but I think you really hit on it, Sam. Man, very, very well balanced game from this team. You, you, you know, it's football. The other team gets a say. We won the game. We could have won it by more, but special teams, um, offense, defense, all around, the team played really well. It was interesting to see Abdullah taking those kicks. I thought maybe he he'd see some time. Tate out there made me a little nervous. He had two little uh, drop and recovery uh, issues mm-hmm. <laughs> during the game that I saw. That was enough to, uh, you know, just just get the hair to stand up a little bit, right? <laughs> get the lion's blood flowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil Jones, rip for those who didn't start carry on. I did not start carry on, and I have him. It's my fan, my keeper league, though, so I'll have many happy years of carry on ahead. All right. Um, what else did we see out there? Offensive line. Um, Trev, they, they look like a couple of big guys who knew what they were doing. They had a lot of fun out there. I had, I had fun watching them. TJ Lang, post-concussion, seemed to be okay. Um, overall, the, the holding call in Ragnar was was swamp-ass kind of garbage that we expect from Jerome Bolger. Um, what else do we see out there with the O-line? You- yeah, Mr. Booger really screwed us on that one. <laughs> the Booger. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's really showing the, the investment that we've made in the offensive line. Frank Ragnar today? I encourage everybody to go back and watch this game and just watch Frank Ragnow. He destroyed people today. Um, I saw at least three or four times where he put someone on their back. That's why we can run the ball. And carry on has good vision and everything, but without those big guys up front, he's not going anywhere. And you kind of saw that towards the end of the game where it was getting hot, they were getting tired, and we weren't busting open those huge holes anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now, Sam, man, when you compare this one to last week, and um, how, and I'm talking about Miami playing uh, the Bears and how they played against us this week. God, you got to feel good about our chances against the Bears just through the distributive property, right? <laughs> you would think so. You would think so. You know, it's, you know, I watched that game in its entirety because it was kind of a twofer, right? Mm-hmm. We were going to play Miami. We always play the Bears. I always want to see the Bears lose. Um, 
and it, and it was interesting because what the Bears do best, and even today what they did with Mitchell Trubisky running around like Walter Payton, just like super slow, somehow <laughs> making his way around the field, I don't think he's going to be able to do that against us. No. We just have too much speed in our linebacking core right now, now that people look like they know what they're doing. You know, Jared Davis is the fastest he's looked ever as far as, you know, football speed. And if if he's gonna if he plays like that versus the Bears, I don't know if Mitchell's gonna be able to run around or do anything like that. And I think you know Miami kind of showed some of the holes that the Bears have, and uh, and I think Patricia is a smart enough guy that we can probably come up with a good game plan and take care of all everything we need to take care of. You know, and the lack of rush of of pass rush is, and people talk about that a little bit, but there's there's something to it. When you're a quarterback and you're surrounded like that, you can't run anywhere. Mitchell's, Mitchell's going to be in a little trouble because he's going to be either standing in the pocket or getting sacked. It's just going to close in around him. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity to run around and uh, do his little reindeer games out there. So, uh, Well, that's the, the thing that we've been doing this year is playing our pass rush a little more flat. So we don't – like think of a Jim Schwartz defense. Like we're sending guys and they're going like crazy and they just chase Aaron Rodgers out of the pocket and he makes a huge play. Yep. Now we're we're almost like playing a zone pass rush <laughs> where we we don't let him we don't chase him and let him make a big play. We kind of sit and and make a make a smart play instead of a like just the balls out. I'm going for Aaron Rodgers kind of play. It's but, mitigating your weaknesses, right? I mean, it's 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 and this is what it seems so obvious, right? Oh, I'm not going to try to do something with my people that they can't. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to scheme around my people, and and we've talked about how Patricia can do that and does that pretty regularly, but. To see it actually in action compared to and, and the Jets game is an anomaly. We can if you guys want to talk about hash that out, that's fine. But no. this team <laughs> this Don't team and this coaching staff builds their defense and, and even their offense around uh the personnel and the opposing team and puts them in a position where they can do what they do the best and and give us the the best chances to win. And that there's a lot to be said for that, right? If if you know, look, if we if we keep Mitchell Trubisky in a, in in unable to move and chase him down, um he's not going to be able, you know, a little pressure and he's going to freak out and he's just going to crumble like a like a two done chocolate chip cookie, right? <laughs> um <laughs> but if you don't have the defense to do that, oh that was good. Like a limp biscuit. <laughs> Uh, if you don't have the defense to do that, then why would you create a that? Why would that be your strategy, right? And and we don't kind of we. It's one thing to say, yeah, this is how you 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 beat another team, but if you don't have the personnel or or you can't schematically do that, find a different way. And that's what it seems that Patricia can do. Yeah, he's definitely allowing our defensive linemen to two gap, where you can see plays. You know, we had a couple quick sacks from Ricky Jean Francois mm-hmm. today where they did go upfield and go after the quarterback and he beat us two men and got the sack. But like Trevor said, we're spending a lot of time just engaging and then being ready to disengage at a moment's notice. We even have a lot of slow engagements from our linebackers where they are spying on the quarterback. And then once it's obvious that the quarterback's not doing anything, then they'll run up and engage and, you know, fill a hole. Um, but, you know, in the early games, it was definitely an issue where our linemen weren't two-gapping properly. It was almost like they didn't fully know the scheme yet still, um, as crazy as that is, you know, them being full training camp and all that. But it looks like they're finally getting it. And now that they're getting it, we're able to kind of see the defense as Patricia wants us to see it. Can can I just kind of do a little bit of visioning, a visioning exercise? 
next year with all this extra cap space and with just a a, a thick thick oh my god it, it is sir mix a lot booty thick <laughs> uh draft class for the defensive line <laughs> i mean are we not in like just next year's defense can you imagine how just killer this is going to be when, when we get that kind of talent pick up I'm, I, I'm I, I maybe get a little dizzy because the blood's rush away. <laughs> you, you almost have to think that this is was Quiz and is Quinn's plan, right? He saw how next year's draft was going to look. He saw how thick, as you like to put it, the defensive line group <laughs> it. Um, and you know, it, it's very possible that he just planned on it for next year, knowing that you know we have other holes we need to fill. Frank Ragnow's here. We should take the guy that's best for us. Um, but I, I tend to agree. We get a good two-gapping defensive lineman that can rush the passer, that can hold his own and do his stuff. Man, that's going to be a good-looking group, especially if our secondary, you know, holds up and and can keep doing what it's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Will Saul comes in in the chat with a Bears lose call. So uh, <laughs> three and three Lions. This 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 division is wide open, my friends. Um, this is good stuff, and the, I mean those those ties that, that have gone on. It just makes it so much more fun this year. It's so great. Santeria, yeah, I've been doing on this little guy. has been working. Then can you remember going? <laughs> think back. Think back going into week three against the Patriots. How just bitter, angry. I mean, Lions Twitter. Everything. Everyone you talked to was just on fire and in misery. Like this is it. It's done. Should have kept. D- Caldwell, I even forgot his name already. Should he, <laughs> right? <laughs> and here we are. Here we are in such a beautiful place. God, I love it. Um, let me. I'm going to throw out the phone number really quick so we can get some folks to call in. Um, it's uh, 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. Give us a ring. We'll get you on the lines line here. We'll talk and take your questions, your celebrations, and all that kind of stuff. I happen to have a Jaeger bomb. Looks like a stout, but it's a, it's a, it's a big, thick Jaeger bomb going. Um what do you guys got? Is it just water in the uh, Sandman and Trevor homes right now? Uh, I got the, uh, the the something vanilla. We're not sponsored, right? Just, no, but maybe we'll but get some But if you free. want to call Coke. <laughs> I've got the uh, Sasquatch water bottle going. Holy cow. You definitely live on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, have to have a beard like that to drink out of a Sasquatch container. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it's not really called the Sasquatch, but the other company... Uh, doesn't sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, no. Um, it's well, you, you got to get the big, big thing of water in the West Coast because you never know when the water's going to run out. So good, that's good right. show, my it. friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about. We got the Bears losing. Minnesota won. That puts us firmly in second place, right? Is that is that how things are right now? I believe so. I'd have to double check. Wow, that's incredible. Um, yeah, um, yeah. No, I think, I think, yeah, second or third, somewhere in there. But are the Packers like a half game ahead of us? Mm, you have to look. <laughs> I'll look in the background while we while we keep talking. Luckily, yeah, they will. They'll be. They'll be a half game ahead of us. Damn. They shouldn't be though, because that Niners game was baloney. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm just glad it happened to somebody other than us. <laughs> I'm not glad it happened. I'm not glad it happened, but it's going to happen to somebody, not us, not us, please. Yeah, the the Packers are a half a game ahead of us because of that tie, but it's still better than a win. Um, you got the Vikings. Are they truly three and two now, or are they four and two now? They four are two four and, and two, four two and one. Ugh, okay, and then you got the 
they're tied with the Bears at three and three. Okay, so we'll take third place tie. We'll we'll go with that. But who is our next opponent? That's going to be a good one. No worries. It's uh, the Seahawks at home. We got this. You're going to be there, right, Sam? <laughs> oh, I'll be there. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Watching Russell Wilson get sacked all game. Yeah, yeah. Oops, I missed your caller. Sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the standings. I was trying to trying to divine where we're at. Two four eight seventy two eight three eight four. So two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Give us a ring. We'll uh, we'll get you on the show. Good good day. And I talked about it earlier. It was funny. People said I was talking too early, and maybe I was in the first quarter about the the team playing a complete kind of game with all three phases is, is what I was referring to. But they really did. And you know we saw what the Bears did against. Um, the Dolphins, or the Dolphins did against the Bears, the 21 points at the end of the game to to twist the knife in the Bears' back, and, and that didn't happen to us. We played solid throughout. Miami isn't a total scrub team, so we did okay. We did okay, I think, against the team, and uh, that's good. We got a caller. Hey, caller, what's going on, man? What's your name? Hey, this is Alex from New York. Just want to call in and celebrate the win. I'm very, very happy right now. Yeah. Um, I can see the meme in my head right now. I'm sure it'll be popping up of just, you know, can't change the narrative of the game if we make too many points. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we outscored uh, I, the officials and the, the Dolphins today. <laughs> yeah. Man, did that feel good. I've been waiting for that for so long. We've had so many games taken away from that one play. I was just waiting to talk about that Galladay touchdown. Be like, oh, if, if Galladay would have got that in, man, that would have been the game right there. But we, we had enough points to push through. Yeah, that yeah. was a good deal. <laughs> and you know, I heard um, um, when we were talking to Blandino, he was he was talking about Jerome Booger, <laughs> Bulger here, and uh, I think I think we have some some hidden audio of that. This guy needs a, and I'm gonna find him and just give him a big fat. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think I think Blandino's a little unhappy with the work he's been doing too. So. <laughs> but but we uh, okay. I do want to give a. <laughs> But I do want to give a shout out to you. I think I, I talked to you guys uh, back in uh, when you, after Dallas. And I was like, it felt like such a struggle for us to get to the touch, like just get to the end zone rather than just getting a touchdown. Right. And one thing you pointed out was we just didn't have that pace. We didn't have that rhythm. And that was just 180 today, man. We had a, you know we had a nice rhythm. We drove down the field more often than not, and it just that good rhythm led to more points. It was something you pointed out, and it was like it was good to see that. When I was growing up, that when I was growing up, they always said the rhythm method didn't work, and I think they were wrong because we got something going on here. <laughs> hey, Alex, <laughs> how long you been in New York, man? I actually just moved here about uh, three months ago. I used to work for all the NBC shows in Chicago. Moved out here, um, so that was great living in Chicago. I, I didn't have as much of a distaste for the Bears as I did living there. Right, man, those are some awful fans. <laughs> They're meatheads. Uh, <laughs> they are meatheads. It's a whole you try Raiders game, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. But that was the first thing when I moved here because you know I was like right off the bat flying my flight and flying high, and I was like, oh, I got to go all these games. I was like, don't go to a Philly game. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I've been warned. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's yeah, it's not as bad. Like I, I'm walking out right now. I'm I have to go back to go back to work. Walk around the Lions jersey. I'll never forget my first day in Chicago. I had a Calvin Johnson jersey on. Some dude literally spit on me and said, welcome to local Chicago, correct? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so a little bit nicer in New York, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. But, that's yeah, great. I, yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. kind of want to celebrate the win. And thank you guys, man. And uh, I do have one little thing. I'll hop off just to hear you guys kind of talk about it. There sure. was one just like 
I could have swore it was like a it was an off call one sec. Oh, getting hit by the stop and frisk, are you? <laughs> I swear to stop it, no. <laughs> Throw no, your weed away. Uh, there was, <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, but uh, it was, I thought it was offsides where Stafford just got taken out the second he touched the ball. I feel like, you know, we had a Miami defense behind the line of scrimmage before they didn't even have a ball. They were just off. That is, uh, Jesus, what is going on? <laughs> it's, it's the real life stop and frisk, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, this is what I'm about to hop off, but uh, yeah, that was my only thing. It was like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the play, but it was such a quick mm-hmm. sack. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, staff looking at everyone like, what the hell? I don't know if that was on us, or I don't know. I'll hop off so you guys can talk about it. All right, bro. Thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit on that right away, but thanks, man, for calling. Yeah, you know, to me, that almost looked like an offensive issue. Stafford was yelling at Glasgow. Something was weird there. Uh, Decker was looking inward like he was still looking for a line call, like a line call hadn't been made yet. I don't think their defender was offsides, but it definitely felt like Decker wasn't prepared. Our entire line wasn't prepared. I think we had three out of the five guys were just standing there when Stafford got whacked. Uh, you could definitely tell Stafford wasn't happy before the play got snapped. And definitely he wasn't happy after the play got snapped. So I'm not sure, but I think that was a line issue. And I think that they had two or three of those today where Stafford was pretty upset about something. The thing that they go ahead. Think, go ahead Trev. I think you're right about that. I, my first and then my initial thought was everyone just assumed it was offsides and stopped playing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what but it looked think, like. Yeah. Now that they, you mentioned they were yelling, he was yelling at Glasgow. It probably was a snap thing. So I looked at it. I, there was a couple things. Um, a couple things that I saw there that that really stood out at me. Uh, the first one was um, that was absolutely offsides. What the hell? I mean, the second that ball was snapped, I was like, then they did the replay. And, you know, this is, it, I'd have to go frame by frame, and I didn't. But he absolutely timed that snap to perfection, if not maybe inches early, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. if it, it had to be really, really close. But so he got in there and... I don't think anybody expected that. The the thing that went through my mind, though, at, at first I was like, oh, God, what the hell, right? I was mad as hell. And then, of course, it's like, oh, God, you can't call it, especially in the in real time. You, it's just not a, a callable play. I can see not calling it. But then I started thinking, uh-oh, is this the they know our plays thing? Is this the their time in our snap count thing, right? And you watched when um, he was he was straightening out, like you said, Glasgow straightening out the line, did the the clap 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 before the snap, and and I don't know if that series of that sequence of events is some kind of giveaway for the snap count. Uh, I didn't see him go through that kind of series of you know the claps and everything else before a snap, so there may have been some kind of tell there that allowed him to time the snap, and the and the play clock was going down to almost nothing. Yeah, so. I was about to say, I think the play clock was really light too, so it was kind of like. Now or never, you know, time to go. So, yep, yep. That was so that was ugly. That was ugly. It was, I, I mean, I can see how it wasn't offside, right? I can see how you didn't call it. If it was offside, you had to have a supernatural Klystron 5000 viewing HD eyesight <laughs> to be able to tell the, that it happened. I don't know. I'm just making shit up there. <laughs> All right, so um, so Xavier Rhodes. During I just see this from Eric Eric C. Uh, he was carted off during the Jets game, so um, that's that's not good. Um, n- nicknames. We talked about uh, Galladay and the nickname things. I still think Dick Smasher is um, is a good one from the uh, Dick's play because he was crying about it. Or Dick's puncher, right? Either way, that's a good one. It's a stiff Dick's puncher is good. Yeah, <laughs> the, the guy doesn't really have a really 
good nicknameable name. No, no. And it you seems like, weird that Galladay seems like it would be something you could play with. But um, the, they're saying Carrion Johnson's is Toddler Tron. <laughs> 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 and I think he's just trying to raise blood pressure. <laughs> he does kind of have that bowed legged run style, though. You know, it's kind of like a toddler. Yeah. A very, very fast toddler. He does. You know what? He does, actually. As he's, as he's weaving through the line. You know, I'm, I'm picturing in my head, and maybe it's it's misremembering, but he does, he does, he, it's like a it, it's like a wishbone the way his legs go, right? And yeah, then once he's, he's not, through, then he's on a gallop, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got gone. full Marshawn Lynch, but he's close. He's yeah. like half Mar- Marshawn Lynch, half a Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that huge run he had today was spectacular, and I, <laughs> I was like. I was wondering if it maybe wasn't 20 degrees colder outside, if he would have made it to the end zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was dying at the end of that. Yeah. He, he was ready for a water and just, you know, like, <laughs> all right, we, we'll get it. That's fine. Time to <laughs> wind it down a little bit, but yeah, no, he's looked so fantastic. Yep, yep. It, it's, you know, it's kind of been crazy. It's been nice seeing blunt go from our number one back to carry on becoming our more, you know, obvious number one back. I still feel like he's not getting quite enough touches, but he made a few mistakes this game that I think kind of show us why they're not fully leaning on him yet. But we have to remember he's still a rookie and he's still going through a couple things. But, uh, you know, like that out route from Stafford, he didn't make his cut soon enough, even though he ran right past the free blitzer, you know, and some stuff like that. And he still has some issues in pass protection. Um, But I'm... I'm so pumped. I'm yeah, so pumped yeah, for another, like, one of 12 second-round picks to do something. This is oh, – Quinn can draft, remember that. Okay, so three <laughs> three key pieces here. Um, one Terry Gator guy, he says, uh, the flex bone formation by Cooter was extremely effective in gaining yards today. It was really weird to see that formation without pre-snap motion. So we'll, we'll, we'll pin that one up to talk about. Um Jiggly Scrub talks about how should we should be second in the division because of our superior division record, but that's an understated reality. We are our division record is strong and it's carrying us. That's going to help us down the down the road and and, and as the year goes on here, the season goes on, that's uh, that's a big deal and that's going to be really really good for us. And then um, double double ups and props. Wingspan One comes in, who I went to the Bucks Lions game with last year um here's my plus one uh prater sealed the deal with a 50 yarder it was uh that was a sweet sweet kick and that that really that was so clutch there um they were talking about he's over two this year in the pre-50s or the 50 pluses and it's like yeah it doesn't matter it just means this one's going in for sure it's okay it's okay <laughs> all right so uh trev let's let's throw it to you which one of those three topics you you want to grab a hold of um i think just Prater, just in general, I, I think we all had kind of a <laughs> – he's on my fantasy team, which is awesome, <laughs> um, especially today when we can't score in the red zone for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, he had like kind of a rocky start this year, but he's he seems like he's back on. Like even that 50-yard field goal is right down the middle. Um, it's good to see him back on. <laughs> we don't want to have, be in a nervous kicker situation again because that's like – that's quite possibly the shittiest position to be on as a team. Like I can handle – us not having a defense or like yeah. <laughs> if we're only losing games because we can't kick, we can't kick a field goal. And, and after game two of the season, right? Everything was going wrong. You could have, you could have pointed anything and ranted, right? Because the team was just ass across the board. And uh, there was a lot of people talking about Prater not being able to seal the deal with those kicks that he was our rock that we could always, you know, lean on. 
and 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 now old Prater's back, right? That was just a whole culmination of everybody doing the wrong things those first two games this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sam, and, um, anything to that or the other topics you want to grab real quick? You know, I did want to talk about, you know, the, the cool offensive formations, you know, like the, the triple back set uh, with the tight end fullback. Um, I think after watching the Patriots game and then watching this game, it's very apparent that when Matt Patricia has an idea of what he's going against, he has no issues coming up with good game plans to get our players in the proper spots. Like we've never seen that formation before. We may never see it again. That may have been a dolphins only thing because he knew, you know, he's, he's come about, you know, face with the dolphins so many times, you know, they, he played them a million times. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, same thing with the Patriots. He knew exactly what to do. He made them look silly. The Patriots haven't looked silly like that in forever. I Mm -hmm. remember, reading on like the, the Patriots um, Reddit, you know, that people were losing their minds. They had never seen anything like that. And I think, you know, given Patricia's, you know, what we thought he was when he came here, I think we're slowly starting to see uh, him doing what we thought he was going to do. And I think this game and, and the way the offense performed and, and the type of runs and the play calls that we got were, you know, kind of a, a good indication that uh, he's, doing his thing he's finally starting to get our team where he wants him he is who we thought he is (laughs) i think the the secret is that matt patricia is uh a secret hipster he's got a big beard he's always making us like bespoke custom game plans (laughs) handcrafted the players always smell like old hickory (laughs) sandalwood (laughs) sandalwood pencils smell like sandalwood so but on top of that just to like take off on that point um did you guys see that we used tight ends today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Roberts had two touchdowns, and before before this game, he was uh, basically just a ghost that, yeah. <laughs> that floated around wearing a jersey. <laughs> so, so Thief of Hearts had brought that up, and I was going to mention a great, great segue there, Trev. Yeah, Michael Roberts uh, banging the TEs, banging the the plays today. They needed them, and and they really, really came through. It's funny on on the Twitter during the game, people were saying, "Hey." Um, Anyone start Roberts today? Bah ha ha ha! And uh, we got Jiggly Scrub in the who who did, and um, Nate Cheatham. He also started Michael Roberts today. Now I never would have started him in any of my fantasy. I wouldn't have picked him up, right? And to start him today, you guys, you guys are the fantasy experts. A straight up man, because there is no way I would have done that. Excellent work. Um, there was a question also. I want to just allude to it really quick. Brandon, Brandon H says, uh, "What do we have to do to beat the Vikings?" Um, if we want to beat the Vikings, we got to beat the Vikings. That's it. That's, that's the bottom line. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think he's talking in the division, but realistically to, to beat them, we have to beat them in the games in order to beat them in the division. It's, it's not going to, we're never going to win the race against them unless it's head to head. And it's going to be really crazy to see how that plays out. And that, uh, that's all playing out, you know, later in the year, it's not, it's November. And then, then December 23rd, the game, you know, second to last game of the year, we're playing the Vikings at home. And then away the Packers. Those may be some of the most crucial games of this season, those last two games coming up, boys. The second half of our schedule is insanely intense. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, mm-hmm. but the, the last eight games of our schedule include four division games. Yep. And an away game in Buffalo. Not saying Buffalo's good, but we could be up to our ass in a snowbank in that game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're coming from Arizona. 
to Buffalo, which are two extremes, right? <laughs> two absolute extremes. So um, that'll be that'll be uh, something to see. Yeah, we talked about that. Will the Patricia's sweater? I'm still I'm still sweaty from watching that man. <laughs> that was that poor I man. Never do that. Can, yeah. can, can we talk about those poor sons of bitches that had to hold up those PVC tents? Yeah. <laughs> what is going? I, I don't know how much the Lions pays those guys. It's not enough. It's not enough. I I can't I can't imagine doing this for four hours. I'm gonna tell you though they're not they 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 can't be poor sons of bitches because I saw a thing <laughs> in the off season that the the dudes the water boys fifty G's a year for that job. Well, you got to be accurate with your. your <laughs> yeah, you can't hit him in the eye, right? Hey, <laughs> you got a guy down now. Yeah, you Contact wash out. That's start replaced. over here and work your way in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Trubisky throwing the ball, right? <laughs> <Trying> to... <laughs> Can we talk about how the, the, the Dolphin Stadium is set up? That those are necessary in the first place. Yeah, that's something, like, boy. That is. I understand like home field advantage, but that feels like borderline cheating. It's like. <laughs> Maybe Ford Field, we should install some spikes on this on the other side on the visitor sideline, or like well, gator pits, or like yeah. <laughs> gator pits. I like that. Um, it has to be equal for both sides, right? That's that's the rule, and I get why, right? Well, one side can't have heaters in Buffalo, and the other can, so I get that. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, and look, you're spending now five hundred billion dollars building a stadium. If you're actually spending all that money and then saying, "Well, where's the sun going to be on game day?" <laughs> you probably just mm-hmm. des- you probably deserve the advantage. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's where my head's at. It sucks to be the Lions today, but we overcame. But that's crazy. Uh, let's. I want to allude and, and thank you, Thief, for bringing this up. Um, I didn't hear the injury update on the security guard lady. Had, had you guys heard where, where she wound up? <laughs> She got destroyed, man. Oh my god, she had no idea it was coming, and she's getting workman's comp for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Did you see how excited she was to get that game ball, though? <laughs> oh, jeez, like, gonna get all you can eat churros from the Dolphins concession stand. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of her life, a free golf cart ride to the back. That's yeah, what she gets. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that game ball. I mean, that was like awkward moment of the weekend, right there, man. I, I mean, he, he he's like, well, here, here here's a ball, and she's just like, ah, my fucking shoulder. <laughs> her arms broke, her neck's broke. She can't see. She's blind. <laughs> she came to the game like that, and then she got hit by Kenny Stills. You know, it's <laughs> and her dog died. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing Kenny could have done, really, right? But the fact that he went over and, and gave her the ball, he like did everything in his power to try to make it okay. But her reaction was like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, get <laughs> away re- from me. They should have revoked that touchdown for a hit on a defenseless security. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I, I gotta tell you. The uh, tactical napper comes in. Everyone knows game balls cure brain in, brain injuries. <laughs> um, uh, Ford Field. This was years ago um, when um, oh god, I forget his name. Terry, wide receiver for the Rams. He was he was big long time. Um, I forget his last name. Shoot, he was a good, great, great wide receiver. He was part of the greatest show on turf piece. But um, we were playing the Rams, and the game before, we had season tickets, and we'd gone to the club, and we're drinking way, way too much, and we had our last beers. We closed the club down. They're like, everyone out to see it. Get the fuck out of here, right? So we're walking towards our exit, and they keep pushing us, pushing us. So we get to the door. We're not done with our beer. My buddy turns to the security guard and says, tell me about how your day went, right? It was, it was absolutely an excuse just to finish our beers, right? Just make conversation. Maybe he'll talk a little bit, and we can drink while we talk to him. And he's like, 
man, I am so glad you asked me that. And then we went in, we wound up having this long conversation, finished our beers. He goes, when are you guys, you guys coming back to another game? We're like, yeah, we'll be back for the, the next home game. We've got season tickets. He goes, I'm down section, you know, whatever. I'm um, lying sideline. You come down. It's like 106 or 109, something like that. Um, you come down there. I'll be working there. You see me, you, you, you wave at me. I'll get you down on the field. Like, okay, sure. So, and we had like a bye week and then a way game. So it was like a long time before the next game. We go down there. We, uh, we cruise on down. We see him. He's like, Hey, we're like, Hey, hey. He's like, Hey, yeah, come on down. Come. Got to say, uh, Tory Holt. That was, it wasn't Terry's Tory Holt. That was it. So <laughs> I'm like five feet away from, from Tory Holt. And we're on the sideline. I was just like, Holy shit. I'm on Ford. It was amazing. It was amazing. So anyway, <laughs> treat those security guards nice. It's, it was, it was, <laughs> it's an awkward, funny ish kind of situation. A poor woman would feel for her, but treat those security guards nice. They're, they're, they're working hard and they're good people. <laughs> and they'll help you drink your beer if you if you treat them right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Game balls cure brain injuries. We talked about that. Let's talk about the culture change in the in the locker room in the Lions. And just before we do, we'll pick up a phone call here. Uh hey caller, how you doing? What's your name? Caller. Oh no, no, no. There we went, lost him. All right. Um Patricia changing the culture. I'm glad I don't have to bite my nails to the very end of the game. Good job by him. It's it's something that I've been talking about as well with people on Twitter and the Slack or whatever. It's this whole concept of Lions adrenaline at the end of the game. How are they going to fuck this up? Jennifer Hammond tweeted something about it, right? And I was like, um, you know, don't forget the the Dolphins scored twenty one points, and I love Jennifer Hammond. I'm not I'm not knocking on her at all, so don't take it the wrong way. But they scored twenty one points at the end against the the, the Bears. I'm like, can't do that, man. Enjoy it while it's going. You have to change your mindset. As fans, we got to get out of it. If we expect the team to change their mindset and their culture, we have to change ours. We can't, to the very end of the game, wonder how we're going to lose this thing, how we're going to snatch you know, defeat from victory. It's it's a change of culture in the organizations. And Case really had a great point in our last podcast when he talked about how the fans have an effect. Eric Ebron is a great example of, how, of the effect the fans can have on the team and how the team does and how they play. You hear uh, Showtime Tate talking about how the fans at home, you know, riled the the, the 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 team to come back and some of those comeback victories and all that. We do play a role. It, it, it's not as important, obviously, as your Matthew Stafford's or, or even uh, Matt Prater's, but we play a role, and we have to change our culture, much like the team itself is changing theirs. What have you seen, Sam? And you're there every home game. Right. And and what kind of things have you seen that are like significant changes or even even insignificant changes, though, that maybe you think are more impactful on how the team is is acting on game day? You know, I, I feel like the team still has some of Coach Caldwell in them. I think he made a profound just the tip. He's just the tip, you know, but he he made a profound impact on a lot of these players and how calm they are. And I think that that calm, uh, you know, paired with Patricia's, you know, be ready at all times, you know, be in shape, you know, be ready to go do your job, you know, as, as patriot as that sounds, um, really has allowed our team to stay very even keel for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, once, once things started to get rolling, you know, you know, that Jets game was so bad that it's kind of hard to even count that towards anything. Right. But the, the last couple home games we've had, you know, the crowd was was into it. You know, we had a, had a really good home game. Um, you know, the crowd was into it the entire time. And I think the players know that in order to get the Lions crowd into it, they kind of have to prove that they're going to, you know, win this game for us in, in the way that 
and we expect them to. Um, but as far as the team itself, I do. I, it feels a little bit different under Patricia, and I can't quite put my finger on it yet. But you know, maybe later on in the season, revisit this, and and okay. we'll have a I'll have a real good answer for you. That's that's totally fair. That's totally fair. How about you, uh, Trevor, from the West Coast? What have you noticed that's different? <laughs> yeah, what I think I think Coach Caldwell coached this team to play just good enough to win, and then at the end of some games, we would have the other team would make a play and and throw us off course. I feel like Patricia's culture is we're going to put our foot on the gas and we're going to finish this thing out and not, we're not going to play conservative and, and play just to, to be one play better than our opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And wise actually at the, I went to the Niners game out here and at the tailgate, I had the awesome opportunity to meet Mr. Galladay. So I, I cooked him a Mr. A his taco. dad. Right, Kenny's yeah. dead. Okay. Yeah, Kenny's dead. <laughs> I didn't think he was yeah. rolling around the parking lot eating brats. Right? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny wouldn't be rolling around the parking lot eating my greasy breakfast tacos and drinking like that vodka with a splash of Kool Aid thing I had in my cooler. So, yeah, but I, I kind of asked him. I was like, "Hey, man, like, uh, what does Kenny think about Detroit? Like, I, I, I don't want to really talk football. Let's talk like what, what it's like to be a player and what have you noticed?" And he one of the first things he said was how awesome the fans are um, and how supportive we've been. And that was really good to hear. I think it does have an impact. It's, it's not, I mean, players and organizations like to try to tune out the media and to some extent, like the negative fan stuff. But if we're supportive, then it puts, it puts a lot, they do hear it. So it puts them in a better place. Like psychologically, like what if, what if you were doing your job and somebody was standing over your back telling you you're a piece of shit and they hoped you didn't, <laughs> you don't drop your baby like Eric <laughs> like, of course you're going to be it's all funny like, though. I mean, look, I, I know how bad and wrong and everything it is, but like, if you pull back from a hundred thousand feet, that's a really funny thing. The drop the baby thing. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> maybe I'm terrible. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine sitting at your desk? Like for me, I have like a desk job. So I'm, I'm sitting there. If someone was standing behind me going, you totally fucked up that Photoshop. <laughs> Hey man, why don't you use the pen tool? Like, <laughs> start ripping would, on your family and shit because you can't use because you're using the lasso tool instead of the the the, the selector, the magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, oh, Punk Rock and Trev doesn't even have a family; they live in Michigan. But conversely, for about four million bucks, I could probably do that. <laughs> I could do a lot of dirty things before. <laughs> it's just what I've done all the stuff leading up to it. Right. So no, no, absolutely. And, and I don't want to be wrong. The E Brown stuff was wrong, right? The way that, that, that real personal stuff that was wrong. But I mean, it, it's still funny. Like a funny line is still a funny line. No matter, no matter who said it. So. The problem is that it gets into the, like, maybe it's just cause I mod on Reddit. So I see all the, I see all the, like the to anyone who uses our Reddit, you like don't see a, a pile of trash that we remove mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> Me and Sandman have to deal with like Packers fans and Nazis and like sometimes they're both. <laughs> typically, typically, yeah. But, but yeah, says. it's just like even even when we do bad, when we do poorly, like the, after the Jets game, I was mad after the Jets game. But then you take that emotion and you put it into this social media grinder, mm-hmm. it amplifies and becomes this like toxic sludge and like that it affects me <laughs> so it must affect the team you know like 
So everybody needs to like, if I had one piece of advice to everybody after, after a win, after a loss, just chill out and, and take it, have a good day with it. Or mm-hmm. maybe you pout a little bit, but it's not your life. Mm-hmm. And we can move on from there. I think Case did a big rant on this like a couple episodes ago. So <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, we got a caller caller. What's your name? You still there? Dominic. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? Thanks for holding. So Dominic's been on for like a minute and a half, just waiting, waiting for a break in the, in the action. <laughs> Get on board. What do you got, bud? What do you got it it wasn't that long, but it's all good. Thank you. <laughs> what it's do you longer got than I would have lasted. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's yeah, no, it, the dummy just, condoms. Just got a quick question. Quick question. Um, yeah. Regarding carry uh, on Johnson. Um, I'm assuming we're going to see him more next week as uh, the Dolphins, they allowed about four yards per carry on their previous opponents. And the Seahawks have let up about 4.7 right. um, mm-hmm. per rush. So do you think we're going to actually utilize them a little bit more? Or are we just going to keep, you know, just getting a big game and then going back to blunt? I think, uh, just just my take, I think we're going to use him until he doesn't work. And we may, unfortunately, make a decision on whether he's working or not early. Um, but I also think that Patricia's going to scheme against the Dolphins. Part of that will be the uh, the way that their, their run game um, defense is. And then part of it will be about their secondary and how we can pass against them. Because you can't, you know, as, as great as Carrion is, and I remember... We may run into a place, and I'm not saying that Carry On is Barry. Okay, so don't don't get me don't get me confused right. here, right? But I remember back when Barry was playing, and if we if we were trying to throw the ball, you know, we had Johnny Morton, Brett Perriman, and um, Herman Moore, all you know, all in the field at the same time, right? And 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 we were throwing the ball at them, and we'd lose a game, and people were like, just give it to Barry, God damn it, right? Just give it to Barry. Well, you got some great wide receivers here. You need to mix it up. You can't just, you know, keep going to the well, go to the well, go to the well. I think we will use carry-on, but I think we'll do it in a way that's balanced enough for this team to be successful. And I think how the Seahawks adjust to our team is how we will adjust our approach. Um, Sam, man, tell me I'm an idiot. And then, <laughs> no, and then I, respond I, to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Carrion's going to get use. You know, if you look back, and I'm looking at game logs right now, um, you know, our our three wins, and I'm sure this is going to pop up in some Twitter thing, but every time Carrion Johnson gets 10 or more touches, we've won the game. And that's 100% true. 16 versus New England, 12 versus Green Bay, 19 today. You know, I think, you know, you can see a trend from the beginning of the year to now is that he's starting to get more and more percentages of the carries. Right. I would love to see him get, you know, become a one-man show in the backfield until he needs to be relieved by Blunt. You know, he needs a breather. But I feel like the staff trusts LeGarrette Blunt and uh, loves LeGarrette Blunt, whether it's, you know, was something they should be doing or not <laughs> at this point. <laughs> right. still yeah, get we, a good, we brought him in. We brought him in for a reason. So, yeah, exactly. But I think you know, as the season goes on, we're going to see a lot more carry on Johnson, and I think the coaches are starting to see his value, uh, not just in the fact that he can bust off a long run when there's a huge hole, he but that catch. his vision is so good that he can pop it outside when it's supposed to be an inside run oh, yeah. and get us those four or five yards that put us, you know, our offense has been running off of carry on Johnson because we 
Do you remember last year when we had second and nines, second and elevens? Yes, yeah. <laughs> the whole oh, year that it was like our first down didn't matter. You know, we finally it had was an like offense. I was playing Madden. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it, it, we finally have an offense where we've got second and six, second and five. You know, or we get first downs on first downs. You know, it's crazy. But I, I'm hoping Carryon's going to keep keep doing what he's doing. All right, quick follow up on that one more time. Um, are you uh, at all concerned with the lack of play action once the run game got going? It's interesting, and the, the, you know, not I don't want to say I'm concerned, but I am concerned that we've started a number of run plays with a um, running back standing still in the backfield. That still is is that cooter go to thing. And I just don't, I, I don't like the idea that we're not starting these guys with movement and with speed, and 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 they're standing there. Here's the ball. Oh, okay, and off they go. Right. That that's just that's right. that isn't good for them. The play action, I think, will come. I, I also think, you know, there's if I'm Matt Patricia again, I'm putting myself in the head of a of, of a guy that I've I've only seen pictures of. But uh, <laughs> if I if I if I pretend I'm Matt Patricia, yeah, he gets paid millions. We don't. Yeah, so. yeah, but. Like I'm thinking, not not only scheming against this team in this game, right? But I'm also scheming against the next game, the next game, the next game, and then when How I make much the playoffs, you want to put on film exactly, and, yep. yep. And I'm building this out more and more as the year goes on, and then I still have something hidden in the tank when I hit the playoffs, right? And you saw that from the Patriots every year; they'd have stuff that they, no one saw throughout the year, and they'd pull it out and freak people out with it. I really think that that might be part of what we're seeing here with this team. So. Um, I think we'll see play play actions. I think again, this whole team continues to come together and build upon things week after week. And uh, I think there's a lot of really great stuff yet to come. Trev, tell me I'm an I idiot, and then feedback yeah. on that. <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, we have. <clears throat> it, it is interesting that they they keep coming up with a custom game plan per game. Um, we ran today because running against the Dolphins works. Um, an astonishing stat from today's game. And I don't think I've seen a stat line like this since we had Barry Sanders. We had 248 rushing yards today and 217 receiving yards. We had more rushing yards than receiving yards today. And even Abdullah got one yard mm-hmm. <laughs> coming in just behind Stafford with nine. <laughs> yeah, we had, I think we had five rushers, right? We had five guys contribute today. Yeah. Even yeah. Golden Tate had a 30 yard, had 30 yards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that that, um, that just sweep was awesome. That was beautiful. It's and one of those plays I see it and I'm always like, uh, uh, but then when it works, it's wow. it really Dude, works. Yeah. the difference this year is that we're not we're not running or passing because we feel like we need to run or pass the ball. We run or pass the ball because it's what we've scouted against the other team and we know that it works. Mm-hmm. Like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones didn't have huge games today. But, um, but our running backs did and our tight ends did because we knew well, they looked at the game plan and decided that they're, they liked those matchups that mm-hmm. our offensive line could push theirs around, push their defensive line around and that our tight ends were a decent matchup on their linebackers. Yep. All, All right. right. Thank you guys. Uh, just one last thing. Fuck the Packers and have a good one. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> That's like the Detroit Cheers. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of. So in that in that um, that vein, that stream of consciousness, we got uh, "Do Not See Me Cricket," 
a Milwaukee native who's a Lions fan, and uh, we got a bunch of FTPs from him included. Uh, Jim Young, longtime, longtime listener and interactor with the show. Hey, Jim, how you doing? First winner of a giveaway that we ever did, as a matter of fact. Um, says today was Patricia's best coach game, and uh, the team looked prepared for the Dolphins in the in the heat. Tactical Napper falls off, uh, follows up with a um, yeah. So the conditioning certainly paid off. Um, let's talk about that a little bit because is this the point now where the team says, "See, I told you so," and and they've offic- and, and uh, Patricia's officially lost them, or is this a point where they say, "Hey, maybe, maybe that that extra run in was helpful," or, or don't they really give a shit? And this is a narrative that was manufactured by an idiot. Should, I was gonna say, should we take a take a step back and? just completely argue the whole validity of the sports media and, and like, <laughs> overall, like, I mean, we're kind of part of it. Right. Like, that's the hard part. part of it, but like there's a, that stuff. People, they just make it up. There's and, no accountability. It's and they just, pass the Kool-Aid around. Right. I mean, there's, there's a core kind of cadre of people. And I've, I've said this, there's a lot of younger reporters in the, uh, in the media room this year even over last year and and prior and there's a few kind of old old hats taking the the lead on this but i there's a lot of following going on you know what i mean and a narrative gets dumped out there and people just glom onto it and then this is this, this whole swirl and but amazingly they abandon it when it's convenient to abandon it and they're all mm-hmm. quiet and then but boy if they went out there today and and they had been gassed by the end of the third quarter Right. Uh, see, lost the team. They weren't doing the conditioning. It wasn't worthwhile. I mean, we're back on it, right? So they they create a couple of narratives ahead of time, and then they just put them up on the screen when they need them. It's independent thinking seems to be lost well, so many places in the media. There's two types of journalism. There's investigative reporting, and there is editorial. <laughs> <laughs> and editorial is opinion. Ed- and reporting is based on actual facts. So we're reporting. That's where you'd put us, right? I mean, like, yeah, with a few fart jokes mixed in. No, but we're, we're like fake news. Basically. <laughs> fake it till you make it. So, <laughs> But sports media in general has just turned into this whole uh, editorial mess where they, they parade it as actual sports reporting, but it's just somebody's opinion. And it isn't isn't backed up by any validity most of the time. And that's why like sites like the athletic have, have become popular recently because they actually will go and do the long form reporting yeah, yeah, yeah. The good or stuff. sites like Detroit lions, podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I would say when just in general, this like getting a raise. To, to newer fans, like seek out the two or three, journalists sports journalists that you really like and follow them and just shut everything else out because it's just it's a fire hose of bullshit and you don't need to- it's a, good, it's a really good point i mean the the couple of like if you're looking for real hard journalism you find the couple that you like understanding that the vast majority of what's out there is opinion right and then you can go with what feels right you're gonna have there, there's sol people out there they'll always be Right. There's, there's, there's the same old Patriots people somewhere, right? <laughs> somewhere they exist. Um, I wish I was the same old Patriots. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, 12 yeah. wins. Damn it. Jeez. Fire them all. Right. <laughs> they can't draft. Um, Brady's a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that thing is recently. No, I, you, uh, okay. I'm going to stop. That would be beyond the lines of, of, of moral turpitude. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> let's, um, let, 
there, there's there's the whole kind of the world is based around opinion. And you're, you're absolutely right. There's so much of the, uh, the the media and everything else that is so opinion based. It really is a thing where um, you just find the ones that you kind of agree with. And if you want to meander to your SOL people or you want to meander, meander to your happy people, wherever, that's fine. Know their opinion. Don't don't take what they're saying as gospel and, and follow your, your couple core people. You know, one guy I think is really, really special. And um, he, I mean, he gets a lot of people know him and all that, but I don't think he gets to do is, is Justin Rogers. He is mm-hmm. like he is like a um, just a flat line. Right. And not in a bad way, but he's just like that. That middle line that goes when things are good, he'll tell you it's good. When things are bad, he'll tell you it's bad. But he's he's always just level. Right. He is the the Prozac of the Lions reporting community. And, and he's just always right there. Good, good factual the stuff. Method. He sit next to the methamphetamine of the lions community, <laughs> which is he who shall not be named. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, two, four, eight, seven, eight, two, eight, three, eight, four. We're going to get ready to wrap this up pretty shortly. So we'll get the last couple calls in and uh, we'll go from there. Any final things that you want to think you want to weigh in on here with Samman? You know, I, uh, I, I thought about this mid game and it, it really, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think this team is, you're starting to see the team that Patricia wants. And we're finally starting to witness, you know, at the beginning of the year when he said, this is going to be a process. I still think we're in the beginning of the process, yep. but we can see where it's heading. You know, like, like Trevor was saying that we've got individual game plans against individual opponents. Last year, the Lions offense was the Lions offense. It was what it was. It allowed teams to really pin their ears back know and and figure out what we're doing you know like the saints game last year was horrific they knew they could bat down passes because they knew where that stuff was going you know there's just a lot of stuff um that is giving me more hope and as a lions fan that's you know that's my blood if i'm a vampire right just hope (laughs) um and so seeing this really you know brought me back to where i needed to be as a lions fan because at the beginning of the year things looked not great and now we're it's you watch this game today and then you watch the Jets game and it's so far it that, that looks like years worth of difference. And it's only been, you know, six weeks. Yeah. So I'm excited to see six weeks from now where we're at. Yeah. And I mean you, you look at it, we're six weeks in and we're a game and a half out of first place. That's not a bad place to be with a rookie head coach, guys. This is this is uh very, very good stuff, especially if you think back to that Jets game. <laughs> kind of, coming into that Jets game, I was like, you know, we kind of got lucky in that we got Patricia for his first year and he's playing his old division mm-hmm. in our schedule. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you really helped. You know what? That's funny because I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, we killed. I don't want to say we killed Miami. We played really, really well against Miami. Played really, really well against the Patriots. These teams that he knows, I hadn't thought about he knew the Jets. But the Jets always snake bit him when they played the Patriots. <laughs> when they played him once a year anyway, right? So maybe that was the case. Um, we did get a call. Oh, go ahead. I think the Jets like slip into a collective coma that game and just <laughs> it was just they just woke up at the, after the game and were like, "What happened?" <laughs> like angels in the outfield or something. Did we do a, did we do a football? <laughs> yeah. we did a football. Hey, caller, what's your name? Hi, this is Arthur. What's up, Chris? Hey, Arthur. Arthur Melcher. Hey, Arthur. The, the famous. Yeah. The, the famous the training famous. camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung out at a training camp, rubbed elbows, literally, and uh, 
Yeah. They ran yeah. out of liquid. Yeah, that was kind of a frustrating day, right? <laughs> yeah, 176 degrees. Oh my god. 247. Oh my god. Talk about not being prepared. Yeah, yeah, and they ran out of drinks. From the Jets game. <laughs> you know, we, we, we needed some of those guys holding those PVC tents for us. Is what we needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Okay, I guess we might as well be prepared on the field and not on the sidelines, right? <laughs> and then after that, right, we came to the uh, the party, the the training camp party. Did you have a good time, Arthur? Yep. Oh, good. That's oh, cool. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, love it. I'm going to be there next year. The first year that um, you had it out there, I forget where it was, but uh, I didn't get a chance to make it. I was at a bachelor party, but yeah, that's a good. Plan on going every year, man. It's it a close awesome. alternative, though, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not bad. I won't even get into that party. Yeah, yeah. down, but uh, um, all right. Just a couple quick things here, guys. Yeah. I think what we're starting to see, and I don't know if you remember, I called it in a few weeks ago when we uh, lost to the Cowboys. Yep. But first of all, I'm, I got to hit on this. I, I'm sorry to be that guy, but the, the officiating, <laughs> all right, okay. at least we're winning. Okay. Yeah. But, and like I said before, I'm not going to be the guy that, that says, you know, every call that we get, you know, or every call that goes against us, that it's bull crap. I, that's fine. Make the calls like with the rag now. Yeah. He had his hand on his face mask. You know what? It's about 0. 0.002 seconds. So you can let that go if you're going to call, you know, but then you can't do that and then not, not call the holding calls that we, I mean, our guys are just getting molested on that last scoring drive they had. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what the sticks call, I mean, I just, that was right, crap too. God, the, that was so bad. We, did, we don't need it to be swayed their way. You know, the majority of the time, I'm not going to be hyperbolic and say it's all the time. Right. Okay. I got that off my chest. <laughs> well, but, uh, but, but we do, I wanted and, to say was, and, and again, I'll just for ahead. those that weren't here when we when we talked about it before, Blandino weighed in on uh, Jeremy Bulger and what he thought of him as an official. This guy needs a, and I'm going to find him and just give him a big. <laughs> so hey, you know you know yeah, what's going to happen. I, heard it, yeah. <laughs> I like that drop. That's nice. Blandino was <laughs> cringing like hell. He's like, oh, fine, whatever. I said, can I use it with Terry McCauley, the other the NBC rules analyst guy? He's like. <laughs> That might be pushing it too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems to be uh, taking his tie off since uh, yeah. since he's uh, no longer the, the head honcho there. But he, He's uh, a good guy for um, real. Go ahead. Yeah, he seems like an all right guy. Um, just, you know, I mean, obviously the run game is awesome. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to go with the obvious things here. Just like more subtle things. Like uh, I think Sandman mentioned it earlier. We're starting to see um, – like I said, I think it was when the after we beat the Patriots or um, the coaching. Okay, this is what good coaching looks like. All right, mm. I know we're not used to it. It's so weird. But we're starting to see a good coach, in my opinion, a good coach getting the feel for his team and his players and 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 head coaching for God's sake. So I think that's what we're seeing develop in front of our eyes here. Mm. Mm. Um, when's the last time? I mean, I. I I think I said this when we beat the Packers, when we beat the Patriots, and now this game, when's the last time we went on the road, and all you know that we're going to hear how the Dolphins were overrated. I'm, I'm so sick of that shit, whatever. It, it is what it is. We went there, and we beat them handily. Beat them by, what was it, 11? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like, wow, we only beat them by 11? Like, when's the last time? We, we're not used to this, guys. Just think about I mean, that. This, the, I'm you not said it never happens. You said it earlier. Think about this. We beat the Patriots. And we beat the Packers, and it's the same season, yep. right? And we're only six games in. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty big statement. 
Mm-hmm. I think what we're going to start seeing, fellas, and it's going to be lovely, is that we're no longer going to be surprised about being really good teams. You know, we're still going to lose to some bad teams. We're still going to lose to some really good teams. But we're not going to see it as often, and we're going to see more of beating bad te- or good teams. I really do believe that. And like you've seen today, I mean, God, we always wonder what Stafford would look like with a, a good running game. How about 230 yards on, like, what was it, 18 or 22 attempts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, 18 mm-hmm. for 22, you know? Mm-hmm. When people aren't mm-hmm. sacking 32 guys on the line, then you get to, you know, kind of pick them apart, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to yeah, go back to your, to your first point about the referees, you know, we've heard it for years, right? Good teams yeah. don't care about one or two calls, right? Every team yep. gets one or two bad calls, and it only seems that we're screwed yep. a lot. And I think we're finally becoming the team where one or two bad calls doesn't royally fuck us. That we're not <laughs> exactly we're, we're literally not screwed by a one random yeah. pass interference call that at the end of the game we're like ah yeah. like this one thing exactly. you know like and and I think you know that points to this you know to tie both your topics together is that. Matt Patricia's kind of brought that stuff together, right? He he's made yep. our team good enough that we don't necessarily need to worry about the referees like we have in the past, and we don't, you know, expect to lose to teams that you know exactly. normally, you know, like this this game this week kind of was, you know, what do we? How do you feel about this? You know, they're really good at home. They're a pretty good team. Who knows? But then when you come in and you beat a team like this the way that we beat them, you know, that really just puts a lot of uh, emphasis on our coaching staff as a whole and as, on Patricia. And I agree 100% with you that, uh, you know, this is, we're, he- we're trending in the right direction. Yes, we are. Absolutely. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll kind of end with this here. Boy, oh boy, Akwara coming through. Um, he just looks like, and I like what Harold said on a pregame. I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to listen to WAJR on a pregame. But Harold's just like, and it wasn't like, you know, he's on our team, so you kind of expect it. But it was no hesitation. You know, he's been here for a few weeks. He's like, yeah, best ever. You know, these guys, they know how to scheme. They know how to use this sort of our best ability. And you expect him to say that, but it was like, and I'm like, yeah, because we're seeing it on the field. I mean, even like with Keith, I don't, I, he gets a, he gets a bad rap and he's in a little deserving result, but I think it's way overboard. Um, after those him get picked on a little bit in that Green Bay game, the guy needs reps, man. He's not getting any reps, especially in the corner. Last year, I think we can all agree, he was more of a hang defender. So this is his mm-hmm. first time, like, really good reps um, in a game where he's going to be playing the actual traditional corner spot. Um, and I'm sorry, but he, to me, he's, I'm very pleased as far as, like, it's not scary, right? He's doing fairly well. Yeah, he doesn't come off the bench, and you're like, "Oh God, Tease is out there." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh no, I thought he's been playing yeah. fairly sticky coverage, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then Jared Davis falls out today, but uh, I'm gonna get these steaks cooking, guys. I just want to call and say hi and drop my two cents. I like mine medium rare. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Out. All right, I'm in Detroit <laughs> next week. But 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 me and Sam right. are having sexy steaks. Talk to you later, fellas. All right, we'll see you, buddy. Have a good one. <laughs> Now, say, man, when I when I visit next week, I, I you you came up with something. I think we need to discuss this when we do go out. Um, the foam hand, 
This is, this oh, is it. This we, is, need we, it. we need to market this. We need to put this out there. Maybe uh, find a way to do it and take all the profits and, and put them to Sandman Gives or the, the charity piece and uh, yeah. help some people out. Because I think that the Deshaun hand foam hand is if is we huge. could get If we could find somebody that does foam art that could give me a lifelike Deshaun hand face Just the, the, the that fist. I could put onto my hand, then I can have a hand hand face i'm thinking like the, the big <laughs> finger right the, the the big finger except like the big like a fist like a deshaun hand hand right yeah. or, or maybe a hand i don't know like oh you could put michigan on it and point deshaun hand like right here kind of like, <laughs> like that thing i got in the background right? yeah <laughs> i don't know let's we'll, we'll brainstorm some more but i think this uh and, and i like the idea of doing it for charity too right i think that we could really do something fun with it so you form our people uh, we got an artist here in Trev, and we got a couple of idea guys here, so we can make this happen, right? All right, hey, yeah, Caller, Caller, what's your name, man? Hey, it's Joe B. How you guys doing? Joe B. Hey, Joe. Chris Case and Trevor. Big win today. <laughs> it was a good one, man. It was really, really good. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, just a uh, couple things that stood out to me today that I just want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Rod Davis, man. W- w- I mean, who is this guy? He's he's coming out of nowhere. He's flying around making tackles. You know, he's he's doing great in coverage. Right. Completely different person from week one till now. Yeah, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. There's that's 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 a, a great point. The, the T's Tabor, a similar thing, right? I mean, they were both drafted. This you know, one two, same draft, the whole thing. Um, love Bryce Rossler, right? Me, he he and I go back a long time. Really, really great guy. We give each other shit, and and you know. If I'm giving you shit, I love you, right? That's that's how that's how you know. Um, but he's all over Jared Davis. He just does not like him at all, and uh, came into the season just tearing on him. And I was like, I was starting to buy it, right? But you're seeing out of, something out of both of these guys, and it's something that's different for the Lions. Uh, in in that we're actually developing players. It's something we we haven't done for years and years. But if you think like Tease Tabor, I'll, I'll, I'll go over to him. Darius Slay took three years. Until he was a good corner. That's the way corners work when they come out of college into the pros. You're in year two, and the first year was an injury year for Tease. Tease did not look bad out there. He was not the liability that he used to be. There, there may be something in Tease that comes out, and, and he becomes the the stellar number two that we're looking for. Jared Davis, same kind of thing. You, 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 you look. You know, last year was horrible. Preseason was like, oh my god, Quinn can't draft. Right. That's that's the narrative <laughs> that rolled out again. And then here we go. All of a sudden. Wow, Jared Davis, for a while it was that he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't showing up on your screen anywhere. So he wasn't, that meant he wasn't doing anything bad. But now he's starting to really make plays and that speed is really coming alive. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe I'm willing to say that Quinn can, can do a draft, right? And, <laughs> and maybe it helps that you can develop players as a coaching staff into, into something. I, I might be crazy. I might be high. Who knows, right? I'm, I'm a fool. I hate to rain on the Jared Davis parade, Uh-oh. but he had one terrible play today. Oh. There's a there's a huge long run. I think it was Kenny and Drake, mm-hmm. and Jared Davis filled the wrong gap, and we got blown. We got blown out so bad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. And it's worth it. But, to, I mean, it's worth it. Worth it to to time, though, guys. <laughs> Come on, at the beginning, got to got to give him some credit. I mean, he's coming oh. up. He's, he's making plays. He's flying oh like, yeah, he's hit, flying a like a hit a great game. Hit a great game. Yeah, you know we're we're, we're, <laughs> okay, we're we're finally starting to see Florida Jared Davis. Yeah, it's really that's what we're seeing. Yeah, he, he was comfortable in that defense. He knew what he was doing. He didn't have to think. He was able to see and react and see and react, and that's all he did. His rookie year, he was not seeing and reacting. He had to see 
analyze, think about it, and then he could react. And sometimes that would work, sometimes it doesn't. But today was a really good example of a game where he knew where he needed to be, and he got there. And and he's you know one of those players where his game speed is definitely higher than his uh, you know combine speed or whatever you want to call it. Um, and we have a bunch of players like that actually, like Quandre Diggs is like that. Uh, Jared Davis is yeah. starting to look like that. You know, so it, there's something to be said about uh, players that can shut their brain off and just play football. And I think that's kind of what we're starting to see. And hopefully he can continue to improve. But uh, no, he had a pretty good game today. He really did. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I was pretty impressed. You know, just from week one till now, like what the guy's done. Yep. He, he's a completely different player, and he's developing. Yeah. You know, I think that's what Quinn does. He drafts on potential. Not so much on what can you do for me now. You can see potential in players, you know, three, four years down the road. And, I mean, that's a good thing, you know. And counts on the coaches to develop those players. And you couldn't do that when Caldwell was was running the show and and, and Ron Prince. The other. Ron Prince. (laughs) Ron Prince is like Voldemort. I don't want to hear that anymore, all right? Him and and uh, Cal's Monero is in the same place. Yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah, oh, uh, I was just going to mention. Can we stop trying to run up the middle on third and one, please? <laughs> well, you got blunt in the game. I mean, it's pretty. Side, at least? <laughs> you just got to get Stafford to do Can it. Get do you want to play action? <laughs> that would be so great. Oh, God, that would be so great to be able to run play action in that case. I, you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like if they're going to run blunt, that's the only spot that they can really run him because I don't know if he's making it to the outside. I would like to see other running backs in on third and short just to switch it up, and maybe we will in the future. I like Blunt up the middle in second and six. He, he seems to be pretty productive right there. He, yeah. he really does. Exactly. Yeah, and I, mean, I think, you know, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think third and one wasn't today. I think I read something on Twitter that today was the first time we didn't convert a third and one. I think something that like that. Been. That may have been. I like didn't, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to complain about anything that's working, but I tend to agree that, you know, we look at those stacked boxes and even if we get the first down, if it's by, you know, an inch or two, you know, you run a toss play, maybe we're getting 20, but you know, hard yeah. to argue when it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot for the call. Really appreciate it, bud. Hey, take care guys. All right. Cheers, man. Hey. Have a good one. All right, guys. I'm, I gotta tell you, the phone's been lighting up here as we're as we're talking. You guys still have time to chat for some more, or are you kind of yeah. running against the wall yeah, or anything? Sure, man. Okay. All right, you guys. Let's let's try to keep it less than ten minutes now because we've we've encroached on Sam Mann and Trevor here their time a little too much. So you want to get your calls? Get them in now. Here's one. You can encroach on me whenever you want, buddy. Oh yeah, encroachment. <laughs> Hands on both hips. All right, uh, we got a caller. What's your name, man? <laughs> Hi, this is Ted. Hey, How's Ted. Going, How guys? you doing, man? Good to hey, have you on the show. Isn't it finally nice to have a tight end and catch? Oh my I'm, god! I'm really pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped about Roberts. Two TDs. That Isn't was that fantastic. That was that was amazing. And and after so long of not seeing any tight ends, you know, I, there's a couple things, right? I was down on Ebron a lot. I got I got a, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of like I made it a little bit of a name myself by ripping on on Ebron, and I didn't I didn't mean it to be such, but I was just calling him out for whatever we saw out of him. And um, what we saw out of him wasn't great. And there's a lot of, you know, shouldn't have had him 10th overall. The fans treated him like crap. And, and there's a whole lot of things that went into that. I get that. Um, he never was going to be 
a great tight end in Detroit. And and whatever he does now is 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 nothing like what would have happened if he was still here. So that's that. Um, but yeah, to see us finally using the tight ends again and the tight end game, um, we talked about it in the last show in the last podcast. Um, I forget who it was brought it up that while we don't have Ebron, if he was there, he'd be taking catches away from Marvin Jones, who we didn't see much of today. Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, we didn't see much of any of them today with only 200 and some yards passing, but, uh, he'd be taking attempts away from those and dropping about, what is it? 30% of those, whatever, along the way. And (laughs) right. He couldn't block. And what we have now are tight ends that can block and we're getting passes to people that can actually catch the ball. Um, seeing Roberts today is like, uh, you know, the frosting on top of the cake, the icing on the cake. That's, that was a real special kind of extra piece. And, and even Luke Wilson, he, he, he wasn't the, the, this deep threat or massive impact on the game, but he incrementally helped the team move forward and spread the defense out and, and kept them honest. I, I think I think we've got a good set of, of players here, and I think it's something, while there, we may not have you know excellence, we may not have that ceiling that we had with, with Ebron, I think we have what we need with all the other pieces we have in place. I'm excited because I was, I was one of those guys, you know, looking at uh, Roberts in the preseason, he was looking like a bust. Yeah. You know, even last year, he, he was looking terrible. And the half hand come out from, from nowhere. You know, he had been injured for three games, came back, two TDs. This looks like a Patriot offense with two tight ends now. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> well there's no run. Gronkowski Ooh. yet. <laughs> I'll have two of what he's got. <laughs> but, no, it, it definitely does. In that it's it's, it's very. I'm not going to go. I'm, I know I'm going overboard. Okay, it's okay. One game. It's okay, man. It's all right. We're with you. But um, this is Lions fandom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can see that tactically in the approach we take and in the way that we're starting to pick defenses apart and really attack them is very much patriot like. Um, you know, we don't have a Gronkowski playing tight end, but I, I can see, I, I can no. see where your mindset is. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to shoot you down for, for that statement, but that is a, that is a pretty bold statement. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you know, I'm I'm just excited about the two the two uh, TDs. <laughs> yep, but it is yeah. nice accompanying a a tight end as a quarterback's best friend. We haven't had that for years, really. Yeah, yeah, and, and really, it, it's incredibly nice to see Roberts do something today because our tight ends have been so lackluster this year. You know, I didn't have a whole ton of high hopes for Luke Wilson, but I thought he'd be a middle of the pack sort of tight end. I'll catch the short ones when you need him to, and block when you need him to, and I don't want to say he's been a disappointment to this point, but he hasn't lived up to the small amount of hope I had for him this year. (laughs) His blocking has been pretty good, but as far as receptions and stuff, eh. So with Roberts finally being healthy and finally getting some opportunities with him and his huge old mitts, um, you know, I'm excited to see how we can start attacking more teams with tight ends because, you know, they're going to start loading the box and the tight end is going to have a pretty free release on a lot of these. And uh, if Roberts can keep doing what he's st- started today, we'll be in a, in a pretty good spot. Can I make yeah, one last comment? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, it's nice to see, you guys have mentioned it before, nice to see great coaching. Hmm. And you, you see uh, him on the sidelines, you know, Patricia on the sidelines, while the, while the offense is going in the red zone, while they're driving, he's coaching up the D-line. He's not even watching the offense. How often have we seen that from a head coach? <laughs> and that's actually like, coaching during a game. 
It's like, it's like, and he's, he's sticking to, you know, it's like a, this is an economics thing, but he's sticking to his comparative advantage. He knows where he can do better and where his, his time is best spent. Um, Caldwell was supposed to be this offensive guy, this, this offensive guy who's going to fix Stafford, but you never saw him do anything but put that blank face stare on the yeah. sideline. He never talked to anybody. Right? Thank you, Trev. <laughs> Back to the still shot of Trev. <laughs> Um, he, he never did anything but that. And you're right. He's in game coaching. And what's happening is the other coaches are learning from him as well while he's doing this. There's going to be a point where he doesn't have to do that, but right now he does. And he, he recognizes it and he's, and he's spending the time to, uh, to bring these guys in the, in the, into the right place, teach the coaches, teach the players and get this, this schematically set up. I know tomorrow. He's sitting down with Jim Bob Cooter, and he's talking about what went right, what went wrong, and all those kind of things. But in the game, he's like, Jim Bob, that's on you, man. Go make it work, right? And it's kind of cool because we used to wonder how much of Caldwell is impacting Jim Bob's play calling and, and what he's doing. Jim Bob is now, I think, in a sink or swim spot, kind of, you know, like, like Caldwell was last year where a lot of these guys – Quinn does this to people. I think he puts them in there, and he puts them in a position where – you either sink or swim, and if you can't swim, I got somebody back there ready to to replace you, right? And I think that's what's going on with Cooter right now. And right now, I gotta say, Cooter, he he, he he's swimming, <laughs> he's swimming, right? He's he's doing good enough, and and there's some things that we don't like, but I think that's true. You know, Brett McDaniel's has things that people don't like about what he does for the Patriots. There's, um, you know, offensive coordinators around the league do things, even very, very successful ones that teams don't like. And, and you want every play to be, you know, a touchdown. That's not how it works. But uh, Cooter's, Cooter's showing his stuff, and I think it's I think it's definitely good enough. To that point, um, there's a stat I saw. The Lions have scored 17 or more points in 15 consecutive games. That's both a franchise record and the longest streak in the NFL right now. I gotta say, as much as we run a rip on Cooter, Cooter's in a sinker, sink or swim. He's out there by himself, and we've got seventeen plus fifteen straight. That's 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 what this team needs with this defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like how you mentioned that we're finally getting the tight ends involved. But I think that it would be completely like this team to next week decide that we can't use our tight ends against Seattle, and then you don't see one tight end make a catch. And then maybe like Marvin Jones has a crazy game or carry mm-hmm. on Johnson has four rushes. <laughs> it's like, it's why the Patriots for forever have been a frustrating team to have on in fantasy because they push and pull pieces depending on what, on whoever they're playing. So like we might think, Holy crap, the tight ends are finally involved. And then we might not even hear from Mike. Michael Roberts might not even be on the active roster in, for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Watch so for a funny. thousand plus yards receiving next weekend. Right. <laughs> Cause we only had 200 this week. It's, it's always like, Nick Ballore has 10 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. Caller. Thanks so much. We appreciate it guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. Um, it's been a, it's been a long show, but I think a good one and it's it feels good to celebrate a win like this all right guys remember this show needs your involvement use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback we appreciate that feedback and we appreciate those five-star reviews also patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast hit us up there check out you know dollar a month gets you all the fun helps us out we appreciate that also, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter cheese 
is ready. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Pod, Jesus Christ. DET Lions Podcast is the very best place to see Trevor and Sandman. With no with pants. no pants on. There you oh. go. You got it. You got this. this with is... my pants off. <laughs> you guys did it, man. This is you get first time working together. You guys are like a well oiled machine here. Very slapping salamis. <laughs> yeah. Very very greased up. Sword fighting. Yeah. <laughs> give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or give us a call on the Lions line nine two nine three three Lions nine two nine three three Lions. Uh, it's fuck nine two nine three three five four six six seven for those people that don't have letters on their keyboards. There you go. Be sure to get us on Detroit Lions podcast. Subscribe to us there, and uh, we'll come in your little box automatically. All three of us, all at the same time. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. Oh, my God. It, it is Sir Mix-a-Lot booty thick.